0: hey guys welcome back to according to i'm megan and i'm sierra today i am so excited for this episode because we are going to be doing another advice episode we haven't i think we only did one other one and it was But i love them so, so long ago um luckily for this one we have given you guys like multiple days notice this whereas like, like last time i think we were like we're doing it in a couple hours so like let us know anything that you need advice on and so we, we have, have a lot over of like We have like 50 to 60 different things that people have sent in. So, obviously, we probably won't get to everything, but just know that hopefully we're going to try and get to similar scenarios if yours doesn't exactly get answered, because there's like a lot of similar stuff about like relationships and stuff like that, so. And all of this is going to be anonymous. Yes. So, no one's personal stories are going to be exposed. Exposed. And also, if you are listening and you would like to partake in future advice episodes, you can follow our Instagram, which is at according to T-W-O, just like it's spelled on iTunes or wherever you're listening. But first, we are going to get started with our weekly spotlight. So I have mine. I don't know if you thought of yours yet. I do have mine. You it's probably first. the same thing. Um, mine is that last Friday, we did our Zoom orientation for our for like incoming PT students, Um, so originally it was going to be in person but obviously with everything that's going on they had to change it to a zoom meeting and so there's 46 students that are going into our class and if you didn't know or you're not if you haven't watched Sierra me and Sierra for a long time or you are new to the podcast me and Sierra are going to physical therapy school starting in the summer at the University of Iowa so this was our first time to really like get to meet everyone it wasn't like a super long introduction everyone mostly just shared like um, where like what school they went to for, for undergrad, where they're from, what they majored in, and then like what shows they've been watching during quarantine. Um, and then we had to just do like normal orientation stuff. But then we did have someone in our class that decided to make a Facebook page just so everyone can like Actually, get everyone's contact info. Now we have a group me, so I just thought like, how fun that we're finally like yeah. getting to know these people that we're going to be. I kind of have like that the next two and a half years. With funny thing that happened when I was in the Zoom meeting. So like, obviously in the beginning it was just like everyone from our class. There was like, I think forty eight people on because there was two faculty members. And you know how you can like go on the gallery view. This is like assuming you guys have used Zoom, but I feel like a lot of you probably have. You can like see everyone all at once. And so I was kind of like messing around like going through the pages. And this was like probably an hour or something into the meeting and then I was like I kept clicking I was like how I thought there's only 50 people on here and I kept going and I was like how are there like 90 people on here right now and that's because people from previous DPT classes were getting on because like we had meetings that we were supposed to do with them but I was just really <clears> confused <throat> and I thought that was kind of funny yeah so my weekly spotlight actually is not that I kind of forgot Good. about that um my weekly spotlight is Megan my dad and I have been taking turns uh, picking movies out, and I feel like it's been a fun, like, little pick-me-up at the end of the night. Yeah, it has been, I think we've done two rounds each now, Because it started, so, I don't know how we brought up A Bug's Life, but I think we brought up my dad, dad was, like. we've just been talking about Disney movies, and, like, we watched yeah. Aladdin. No, we didn't watch it. Yeah, we did. But we did. Yeah, we did, and that was before all this, and then I think we were just talking about different Disney movies, and Sierra probably brought up A Bug's Life just probably being like, oh, I hate that movie, because. Yeah, and then before, my dad was like, I love that movie. Yeah. And I was like, first of all, I didn't even know he, like, I didn't know he'd seen it. Also, I didn't know that he'd have, like, a good enough memory to know he liked the movie. And he was just like, no, I I really liked it. I guess we watched it with him when we were younger, but I hated that movie. So I don't know if Haley watched it with him or what. And honestly, I don't even remember the plot of the show, but he decided that we should watch it. And so we did, and it was better than I thought. Honestly, I didn't remember most of it. Yeah. But it's not, like, my favorite Disney movie. And then I was like, you know, I want us to watch Hercules tomorrow because my dad hadn't seen it, and I was like, have you seen Hercules? And he was like, I don't think so, and that's one of my favorite Disney movies. So I was like, okay, now I have to watch that. And, and then, then, since they had both picked out a movie, it was like, okay, well, now it's my turn. And I decided to not watch um, an animated movie, <laughs> so I said that we would watch Knives Out, which is a very good movie. It's a *Who Done It*, and our dad really liked it, so. And it has a lot of good actors yeah. and actresses. And then we it's just started, you know, starting over. Also, Maggie and I watched <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Day Off for the first time. I know a lot of people probably have How's already our dad's seen that, because it's pick. a classic. And he got, our dad is, like, the type of person he's like, you might not like it. Like, it might not stand, like, the test of time. I'm just not sure if you'll like it. And I'm just like... I probably like a lot of people like this movie. It's considered a classic, and also like it's an older movie. But like our dad, like he laughs like audibly during movies, and like I'm not saying I don't, but like a smile for me and like a small chuckle is like that means it was funny to me. You know, like I don't just like usually burst out laughing in movies, and so but our dad does, and so during different parts of movies, especially like the ones that he's picking out, if he's laughing and we're not, he's kind of like do you guys like this movie? Yeah. Do you not think it's funny? And I'm just like, it is funny. I understand the comedy. I'm just not like laughing out loud. Yeah. He literally was, so then me like, you might not think this is funny. Like I enjoyed Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I didn't hate it. I yeah. liked it. and But I didn't laugh out loud. So he
1: was, like, he was just like, well
0: He was just kind of concerned that he picked a bad movie. So but it's been fun. Um, Today. Oh, we tonight. watched National Treasure: Book of Secrets. Yesterday. That was my pick yesterday. And then we're like, okay, Dad, you have to pick the next one. He's like, easy. The next National Treasure movie. <laughs> Which I'm a fan of all the National Treasure movies. I think they're making a third one. Except who knows when that's going to be out now. But I am pretty sure someone said it's happening, and I'm really excited for if that actually happens. People make fun of Nicolas Cage movies, and I will admit, well, a couple weird things happen. I mean, I've watched National Treasure like both of them. I feel like many, yeah, many, literally times. so many times, many times, probably at least twice this year, not including yesterday. And so. Yesterday, though, I don't know how I never noticed this with how many times I've watched this movie, but, like, the girl, the actress, like, with the blonde hair, Abigail, like, has an accent, and he brings it up, so then he, like, was asking what accent she had, and then, like, I couldn't help but notice her accent the rest of the movie, and I never noticed she had an accent Same. before. and Megan and I both thought of it separately, like, it was when they were still meeting her, so they had just brought up the accent, and I was like, I don't think I ever noticed that she had an accent, and then Megan was like, I'm literally looking it up right now I, I was like, She's from Germany, like, I was, like, in the middle of just being, like, does she actually have an accent, and, like, that's not part of the movie, she just has an accent. It wasn't a strong accent, so I guess it's not, like, that weird we missed it, but I've seen the movie a lot, so I thought it was weird. And then also, there are different parts of the movie, too, where I'm just like, the lines that Nicolas Cage would say, I know he's not the scriptwriter, but it's just like, some, sometimes I'm like, maybe this is why people think he's just like a weird, not great actor. My favorite of like, scene of lines. from the first movie is when he's like walking away, and then he crosses the street, and then there's the bus that goes yes. by, and then he's running afterwards. I love that so much. I love it. If you haven't seen those movies, highly recommend.
1: Some They're people really good.
0: give crap to Nicolas Cage because they think his movies are cheesy, but I love National Treasure so much, and like I just think like how they put the clues together, even though it's made up, I think it's so cool. Yeah. All right. So, um, should we get <clears throat> into our advice stuff? Yeah. We're just gonna uh, we're just gonna roll with however long or however many we need <laughs> to to make this a good length. Some are really long, and then some are like shorter. So we'll have a good mix. All right. You want me to do first? Yes. Okay, so it says, I'm 25 years old, and and I've never had a boyfriend. I tell everyone I don't see an issue, but sometimes think something is wrong with me. I'm not really shy in general and meet a lot of people through college, volunteering, and work. I even tried online dating, but lose interest with texting and meetings sometimes makes me scared. So maybe I am shy. You guys are younger, but one of you who is in a similar situation. I'm not sure what that means because that was the end of a sentence. Uh, what do you tell yourself or others when they bring your lonely love life up besides the none of your business or I'm interested in telling myself it's okay kind of thing? I feel like even though you are older, like the older I get, the more I realize that I could easily be in the same position that you're in. Like time just kind of keeps going by and like I'm not really getting any closer to being in a relationship. So I feel like your situation is probably more common than you think first of all, but you don't ever hear about people that are your age that are older and like don't have a serious relationship or haven't ever been in one. Mm-hmm. Um, and trust me, at family reunions, like, not even in a rude way, but, like, we have a really big family on our dad's side, and so whenever it's, like, Christmas time or Thanksgiving when we get together... Like, it's a common thing. It's a common this, like, question. Like, do you have a boyfriend? Like, yeah. you know, life like, update. They're just checking in, and, like, it's a life update thing. And, like, when we were at our Christmas gathering last year, it was one of our cousins that was asking, and me and she were just like, no. And then the follow-up question to that, which I thought was weirder, was, like, why? Yeah, I think that's so strange when someone's like well why like why and I'm just like I don't know because then it's like almost imply like it's just like you can have one if you want like just like that mm-hmm. and it's not <laughs> quite that simple maybe it was flattering to me because they're like how could you not have a boyfriend or like even this was also it was either the beginning of this year during winter break it was sometime during winter break and even like one of our closer friends was like she was like asking the same thing like if we liked anyone or if we were talking to anyone and we both said no and she's like well do you like anyone and we were just kind of like no, because I can't think of like one person specifically that I'm crushing on. So just being honest, the answer is no. And she's like, I'm trying to think of what else did she say? I think maybe it was just that she was like, oh, do you just not like? Do you just not like anyone right now? Or I feel like she said something along the lines of just being like, oh, you're just like not worrying about that right now. Yeah, I, I like, mean, that's another common thing that people I mean, also say. I feel like you develop a crush like on accident. So yeah, I don't really know how you can like decide whether or not you're gonna crush on someone. But back to the topic, I think that. I don't know if people like explicitly in your life say like your lonely love life but I think from my experience no one ever brings it up in a malicious sort of way or to like bring up the fact like oh you don't you're not dating anyone like what's wrong with that I think some people just genuinely want to check in and like get the life update or whatever yeah um some people too like some people are the type of people that are literally like Always in a relationship, and so that's the norm for them. Which like, that's not always great either. Yeah, so I would don't argue think being single is better than just hopping into any. There's relationship people where I swear see. they get out of a relationship, and somehow a week later they have not just like someone else they're talking to, you, but like literally a new boyfriend. And literally. I'm just kind of like, interesting. That kind I have of no idea how some that red happens. flags. And I agree that I have no idea how it happens unless there was some something going on during the relationship. I feel like is honestly the most obvious reason that that could happen. I'm trying to think, you have the question, so is there anything else specifically that we can try and give? I think that, like, unfortunately, I can't just say, like, oh, do this and, like, you'll meet someone, but it sounds like you are meeting a lot of people through what you're doing normally, so I think just, like, try and approach people as just being friends and, like, maybe you'll meet someone that way. Otherwise, I know you said you don't like online dating, but, like, I feel like that's one of the only ways you can guarantee, like, pursuing someone romantically. Well, at least because, sure, it's great to think of, like, oh, I'll meet someone in person, but you also... Like, who's just going about their day thinking about, like, trying to get in a relationship. I There's feel like, like a lot right, of people don't okay. do that anymore. Literally, whereas I think of this all the time where, like, you're not supposed to think about getting into a relationship or, like, meeting someone. You're supposed to let it happen. But then, you know, you're just like, well, am I supposed to, like, go somewhere and, like, to meet someone? Like, some people go places to meet people to potentially date. Like, that's a thing that people do. That's but like people you're not supposed to bars. do that. <laughs> you know? Like, it's weird. Like, the way that you're supposed to, like, not do stuff, it's supposed to happen naturally. But, like, whereas, like, if you just do online dating, everyone's, like looking for the same thing. Or at Mm -hmm. least like that's what each of you are intending. But I'm like in a perfect world, would I just meet someone in the real world and just like not do online dating? Yeah, but I just feel like that's harder and harder to do now. Yeah. I mean, I think your age things tends to be like your biggest concern. And just like don't worry about it. Everyone has their own timeline. I think like when I was younger, I'm like, oh, I'd love to get married when I'm like twenty four. I don't think there's anyone that's happening. Mm -hmm. Like You know, your timeline changes as you get older and you realize, like, the reality of, you know, dating and all that stuff. So, sorry if that wasn't any, like, solid, explicit answer, but hopefully we gave you some good advice. Or at least some reassurance. Alright, this one is, like, I'll just read it, I guess. So it says, hey, this is sort of hysterical and embarrassing at the same time, but I think it's great for the advice video or podcast, especially if you're looking for a good laugh. So, I made a YouTube video about an embarrassing hospital story where they made me wear a diaper after knee surgery. LOL, I'm 23. My channel is about chronic illness, and I know a lot of people appreciated the video as they've gone through similar embarrassing experiences. However, a few weeks after putting the video up, I noticed I had a sudden surge in views from an external source. Apparently, the video blew up on some weird diaper fetish websites. (laughs) It's been almost a year since I posted the video. It still gets around 300 views a day, and 79% of views are from regular people, but 21% are still from the people that are from the external site and so she was like I think it's so disturbing that people are fetishizing off of it um should she delete the video and I thought this was interesting because I've gone back I don't know if you have and a couple months ago one of our most popular videos in like the past 90 days like a video that was old but just kept getting views was like our trying on cheap gymnastics Letards video and in that video like we're not doing anything to sexualize it or make it inappropriate. It's a very appropriate video, in my opinion, other than the fact that people who are disturbing like to go to gymnastics videos and be creeps on it. And so, like, I obviously that video was posted years ago. I don't always go back and check comments from videos that are that old. But since it was one of our more popular videos, I was, like, going back and looking at comments. And I was surprised with the amount of comments recently that were just, like, not appropriate. And I was like, there was nothing inappropriate about the video, so it just, like, made me... Angry, and I was like, "What the heck? What is wrong with people?" And I think what I had to realize is like, I'm not going to delete my own video when there's nothing wrong with it. When other people are the ones that are having the issues, this is um, like a bigger issue we've had to deal with in general, yeah. though, because like if you guys are aware of like if you watch YouTube and stuff, you probably know that I think last year or the year before that there was like this big apocalypse related to like child videos, but also gymnastics videos tend to get intertwined with those videos, and we started posting videos. Before we were 18 and so now we have like a bunch of videos of like us as children doing gymnastics and like YouTube loves to target those videos and like remove monetization. But here's the issue. Why should the creator not make any money off of the video that they made because of the commenters? And also the commenters are still there. The people are still watching the video. It's not like they think it's inappropriate and they're removing it. It's just that they will, like, demonetize the video. And, like, the videos are not inappropriate. It's the commenters that are just creeps and perverts anyways that can, like, make anything perverted. Yeah. So, So. it's frustrating and I feel for you because, like, I feel like, honestly, as different as the videos that we make versus what you make are, like, ours fall in that category all the time, um... Obviously, like, I think you can do things to avoid stuff like that where, like, we're not going to probably do another, like, trying cheap leotards video again just because I'd like to avoid comments like that. But it's just, I just can't believe that people are like that and that they spend their free time going and looking at videos like that and I don't know. I would say if you are making money on that video, keep it up. Yeah. Like, you made that video and if you want to, like, if you're getting comments that are gross comments you can like block keywords from showing up in your comments i don't know if blocking the word diaper would be helpful (laughs) but i think that like you can block users yes but like you're gonna get more yeah so i think it'd be more helpful to block keywords or you could just like disable comments just kind of like regain control of your own video um it's annoying or if you just like really feel that uncomfortable like you could remove it if you want to or make it private or unlisted but i think that you're not uncomfortable with like the video itself i think that you're just uncomfortable with people Fetishizing you when you didn't do anything to. And like you said, most people that. that are watching it are normal people. And I think that, like you said, um, if you're making videos that are for people that have chronic illnesses, like that's something that they can relate to. Or just it's a funny story. People do story times all the time. So I would say you should leave it up and, you know, do with what you want for the comment section. Um, but it seems like for the most part, people that you are wanting the video to reach, that's who's watching it. And not so much all of it is coming from the external website. So this next one's pretty simple and lighthearted. They said, I'm going to college in August, and I'm moving into an apartment with a friend. I need advice on the process of getting an apartment, moving in, and living away from my parents for the first time. Any advice would be helpful. She hasn't gotten an apartment yet? it's a guy. He hasn't gotten an apartment yet, and it's August? <laughs> um, I would say that's usually later than most people would be doing to move in, and also with the whole coronavirus thing going on I guess I still pe- see people that are like listing subleases and stuff so it probably wouldn't be that big of a deal but you're probably going to be like limited in your options for what you can do or what you can find um I don't remember honestly much about the apartment buying process which isn't very whole I mean renting apartment you know, I didn't buying. buy it um I know we had to get references which I thought was like kind of weird I would like reach out to one of my high school teachers and be yeah. like can you be a reference for me um but, like obviously there's no big deal I think just, like, sticking with a budget that, you know, you can afford, I don't know if it's you or your parents paying for it, but respect some sort of budget, and I guess with, like, living in a r- with a roommate, this is tough because Megan and I have always lived together, so we already know, like, our boundaries and stuff, but I would say, like, set ground rules with your roommate as far as, you know, what's your cleaning process going to be like, how tidy do you want the place to be all the time, does it matter if someone's room is a mess, if, like, it's not your room, you know, some people like their whole apartment to be mm-hmm. clean, um... Rules for laundry: Are you gonna do laundry together? Are you gonna do it separate? Are you gonna to cook together? Cook separate? Have you know, different turns? Split groceries? Yeah. I personally think it would be way too annoying to like split groceries up. Yeah. Like people are like this is these are my bag of chips. What me and Sierra do is, and obviously like each person's going to be strict with their groceries in whatever way they want. But what we do is, we grocery shop. You know, ideally it'd be once a week, but it usually ends up being like maybe once every two weeks or something. Um, and so we'll go grocery shopping, one person buys, and then we, all the food is all of ours, but whatever, and then the next time we go grocery shopping, the next person buys, and it's not perfect, like, we buy slightly different things each time, maybe one trip's more expensive, but it's just, my theory is that in the course of a year, it'll, like, roughly even out, yeah, and again, this also is probably because we're siblings, and, like, we know, like, it's, it all shakes out pretty evenly, I don't know, we're just it's too much work to buy, like, separate groceries, especially because we do share most of it. Yeah. Um, I think that, at first, we would, like, split our grocery bill in half. And you can do that. Which is fine. Like, it wouldn't be like, oh, this is my bag of chips, so take that out of the receipt. It would just be split down the middle. But we stopped doing that, too. Um. Otherwise, I just think, like, figure out who's paying bills. Are you going to split rent evenly? Or are you going to do, like, based off of who has the bigger room? Some people do that. Um. And then also, like, water and... Internet, cable, like those extra bills if it's not included with whatever apartment you end up renting. Um, maybe just like deciding who pays what. And like what me and Sierra do is like we are each responsible for different bills, but then we do make sure it evens out. I think it will be interesting. You make it sound like you're going straight from like living at home to an apartment, which I feel like the dorm is like a good transition period to living on your own. You have your own space, but also like you're really supported. You have like, you know, a whole cafe that you can eat at and all sorts of stuff. So I guess, one, realize that you are an adult, you are self-sufficient, and you're capable of, like, cooking for yourself, taking care of yourself. You might need to call your parents every once in a while to be like, how do I, you know, do this with the oven? Oh, side note, I think our dad has been using his oven wrong the entire time that he's had it because he got a new oven, like, a few years ago. And every time he, like, bakes something in it, it always turns out, like undercooked or burnt or whatever and it's just never right yeah we think he's been doing convection cooking this entire time instead of like baking and preheating it because every time Maggie and i have been doing it it's been fine i don't even fully know what convention convection cooking is i've never used Using anything the, but the bake button the wind within the oven <laughs> i didn't even like i'm just like why would you do that instead of I don't bake? Know. and i don't know i don't know the answer to that anyway hopefully that helped you out okay this one is a relationship one it's rather We have long. a lot of relationships, so. so it's probably been a lot. Let's see.
1: You hey, I need the some, right people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I need some boy advice. I may, hey, I might I, not be super experienced, yeah, but me and Sarah good say we give good advice, I think, because I think things through a lot. Um, I broke up with my long-term boyfriend of about one and a half years right before the whole coronavirus blew up. It was around the middle of February. I was the one to break it off, and it was not really dramatic. It's just that we both wanted different things for our futures. I had nothing against the guy, and the breakup was not messy, so I feel like I got over it pretty quickly, despite us having been together for a year and a half. Around the beginning of March, I met a new guy over Instagram. Let's call him John. He DM'd me, and usually I'm not the type to respond to DMs, but he was nice to talk to, and we have a lot in common. We ended up meeting for drinks and had an amazing time. The only thing is that he is 27, and I'm only 21 and still in college. We met up one more time before the whole coronavirus had us quarantined and unable to see each other. I need advice on two things. One, I'm completely over my ex-boyfriend and I don't see it being a problem at all. But I feel like if we do end up in a relationship, people might judge me for moving on. So quickly, do you guys think this should deter me? And then two, the age difference is more than I would have liked it to be since I'm still in college and he's working full time. However, we both still live at home and I'll be graduating next April and I'll be working full time after that. So I feel like we might only feel the age difference or age gap right now. But with this being said, we get along really great right now, even though we are different stages in our life. We're still in the talking stage and aren't officially together. I'm just wondering if I should break it off because of these reasons or continue to pursue the relationship. Lots of layers to this. I feel like, one, you shouldn't have to worry about, like, coming like people find out you're dating him too soon because like with how long this of thing is gonna last like you're gonna have been broken up with your with your boyfriend for quite a while before you would become public in any sort of sense yeah like in so a way don't pandemic might be your friend because otherwise i maybe would say like i don't think it's too early to be talking to someone but i personally like i'm not saying this would be my advice to you but i just like feel like i would force myself to be more distant for a longer period of time just, like, to make sure I'm not, like, feeling, like, rebounding onto someone because mm-hmm. they don't deserve that either. And I'm not saying that you feel like that because you sound like you're genuinely interested in this guy. I just feel like I wouldn't want, like, to have that confusion for myself. But So, I would say, honestly, don't worry about, like, people finding out you're dating someone because it'll probably be a few months before yeah. you tell anyone anyways or, like, before you even see him again. I don't know. Look, like, let's say they broke up at the end of February. So, how long has it been now? It's almost end of April-ish will round. So it's, like, it's been two months right now. Um, To be honest, this pandemic could easily go on for another two months before you get to see him. Like, honestly, I don't know at this point. And I feel like four months is a solid amount of time between relationships. Yeah. Where, like, you couldn't say, they rebounded. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they don't have to know how long you're talking, like, yeah. before then. So I wouldn't worry about that. As far as the age gap, I know for me personally, that mm-hmm. would be too large. But I feel like it also just depends on, like, your life experiences and if you're fine with it yeah then go for it i am curious like how did he find your instagram yeah like did i don't he just, like, see like on the explore that. page or like has he seen you around he like or not your like, instagram have mutual friends or mutual acquaintances did he used to go to your college like i don't know i don't know how he found your instagram or hopefully in a way i mean it seems like it was in a way that you didn't find creepy because yeah you messaged back um also something that you mentioned that I just noticed was that he still lived at that's home. What I was going to say. And this might not be an issue for you. And I feel like everyone's in a different situation. So for whatever reason, he may be living at his parents' house. Like, I don't know. But for I me would personally, say why. Yeah. I would just ask why. And if there's a good reason behind it, then okay, that's great. That's fine. He's working full time, so I'm not saying he's lazy. I just feel like at that age, like, honestly, I just am, like, the kind of person where I guess I feel like um, as soon as I moved out of high school or, like, went to college for high school, I don't have the urge to want to move back into my parents' house. And I don't know if I would feel like my boyfriend should have that feeling either. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's time to move in on your own. But everyone's got different experiences going on. So, um, and again, you didn't see bothered by that. So maybe that's just, like, a side note that you threw in. Um, and if he's planning on moving out shortly or after this whole pandemic is over, again, maybe that wouldn't even be an issue. Yeah, I would say my final advice is, like, keep talking if you like talking to him. You can go on, like, FaceTime dates and stuff if you want, and then, like, if you're still vibing when the pandemic's over, like, keep seeing each other. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, so this next one that I found, I'm going to try and summarize it to the best of my ability because it is a very long one, but it's sort of career-related. Career so, this girl is saying that she was going to school, and her uh, uncle, I think, is a doctor, and he gave her the idea to become an ophthalmologist, and she was interested in that, but then she realized she had to go to medical school and then specialize in ophthalmology, and she did not want to go to medical school. So then she had the idea to become an optometrist, but I think it's her junior year, and she said she's having doubts as to whether or not optometry optometry is what she wanted to do. And then I think she is from Puerto Rico, so she went back to Puerto Rico, because I think she was in Wisconsin, and she was doing her CNA, and she found something at this hotel that she works at. It was like an event for like, become a certified nurse assistant, and she was interested in that. And the program is based in Wisconsin, Illinois, which is like where she was from. So she said she thinks it's like a sign from the universe to do that. I was gonna say, what are the odds so of So her thing that she needs advice for is does she finish up her final year to get her bachelor's, even though she's pretty sure she doesn't want to do optometry, or does she commit to doing the CNA program, which is I think she said a minimum of three years, and then she doesn't wow, need three to. Three years. years? And then I think it says, um, something about not needing her bachelor's for something. So Do you say yeah. CNA? I was like, I don't think CNN the CNA program, program is <clears throat> a three-year contract, so she has to work for them for oh, that a long. Contract. And then she doesn't need to finish her bachelor's to go to optometry school, so right now she thinks she's just wasting money. money? Not optometry school. That's what she wrote. You do need a bachelor's. I swear you need a bachelor's to go to optometry school. I don't know. That's- <clears throat> so does she finish her bachelor's and have that as a safe backup, or does she not? My first instinct, honestly, is to say that you've made it like through three years, what's one more year to have your bachelor's degree versus like not having it? Um, Especially because like maybe it could be just another year to actually like figure out more like concretely what you want to do. And if you do end up continuing through this next year, looking more into the program that you saw and you're like, yes, this is what I wanna do. I feel like it would only make you more confident going into that program or being a part of that and working or contracting with them for the next three years um, or maybe you could explore other options, or maybe you could use it as time to shadow optometrists and be like, do I want to go to optometry school? Although you maybe seem like you're not interested in that anymore. But again, I feel like it's just more time for you to explore. But again, if you think it's a sign, I don't know, I would say finish your bachelor's degree. That's my opinion. Um, I think one, you really sound like you don't want to do optometry at this point, but you also said that your degree is in like biomedical engineering. And I think that's like a great degree to just have and you can go a lot of different routes with that and since you are so close I would maybe consider doing that and you did mention I didn't say this like at first but you did mention like you thought you were kind of like more money focused in terms of career and I feel like biomedical engineering would provide more opportunities than a CNA mm-hmm. because you'd have to like do a lot more nursing stuff to like really get to like the big bucks you know like although it's to like nurse practitioner I feel like it's where and that the big money nursing is. school so I feel yeah. like at this point You could do a lot with a biomedical engineering degree if you finish that degree and you could literally get engineering jobs. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say finish up your last year of school because you are so close. But again, this is all up to you. If you really want to be like do the CNA contract for three years, then do that. All right. Mine is actually kind of it's career related as well, I guess. So this says, hi, Megan, Sierra. I'm a second year at UC Berkeley and I need some advice about my future career. I came into college pre-med, and I'm currently still pre-med, but I have never really explored anything else. I've been second-guessing my decision to pursue medical school, but I can't tell if my doubts are a result of finding school really difficult at the moment, or if actually, or if I actually have doubts about becoming a doctor. Did you guys ever second-guess your decision to pursue PT? Did you ever explore other medical-related professions besides PT, and how did you know it was right for you? Interesting. Okay. I definitely feel this because these are difficult courses. Obviously, like, we're taking a lot of the same courses because... Everyone doing some sort of, like, pre-med or healthcare thing has to take, like, all of the chemistries and biologies and all that stuff. I would say something that really, like, grounds a lot of people in determining, like, yes, this is what I want to do is shadowing Mm -hmm. because that takes away, like, all, like, the, you know, learning, like, all the hard stuff that you have to, like, do. Like, I feel like going and shadowing someone and seeing what their day-to-day life is like is going to be, like, yes, this is what I want to do. Do you want to be studying doing chemistry and biology every day? No. But then you're like, that's not what they do on a daily basis either. You have to look at the profession separately from the schooling that you have to do to get there. Um, That doesn't mean that you should just, like, not care about school. Because you do have to, like, you have to use the shadowing and you wanting to pursue that profession as a career to be motivation for you to study hard for those classes and get through them because... You have to do relatively well in most of the classes. Not to say, like, there's people that struggle on, like, specific subjects, and they might get a B or a C in them, and they still make it into these grad school programs. Mm-hmm. Or do you um, know how many things, I've, I've seen this on TikTok, where a ton of, like, dental students will be like, I literally hated organic chem with, like, my entire fiber every, like, yeah... Everything in my being. Yeah. I don't know what that saying is. I can't think of it either right now. Every fiber in my being. Every fiber of my being. That's what it is. Something like that. And, like, they say they literally don't use organic chemistry at all. But it's just, like, one of those things you have to take. So. Yeah. um, Um, I feel like, personally, because we both were interested our junior year of high school. I've never considered any other career option. I think it's because, I mean, I'm not saying people don't feel, like, as strong. Especially when you're pre-med. Like, you could be pre a lot of things. Like, medical school is so... There's a lot of specialties. I was literally looking at specialties for medical school yesterday because I was just like, how many different specialties are there? And there's a lot. And you have to go to medical school for all of them. So it's like, wow, people are going to end up in all sorts of different places just by going to medical school. Whereas for PT, there's differences, sure. But essentially, like, a PT is doing all the same things. And I feel like me and Sierra just, like, felt so strongly about what it is that PTs do, and So, like, it just, like, stuck so well for us. So I don't feel like we've personally, like, we haven't looked at other different medical things. I've never once considered becoming a doctor or being pre-med or doing anything like that. I feel like the closest I've ever come to that is just being like, I think I could, like, like do I pre-med. I think I could physically do the course and stuff. But I wouldn't stuff. want to. Is yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, and also, like, something that I consider just, like, for me personally, but obviously if you're drawn to be a doctor like you have your own reasons and like maybe you feel that calling but it was like okay I don't want to go for four years of graduate school so luckily our PT program is two and a half years um I didn't want to have like the not that PT school is easy but I would say that PT school while being hard is easier than medical school and also I think of like work-life balance after graduate school I think that that's harder to have in, as being a doctor depends on your specialty I guess but I do think that PTs like have a great work life balance so that was important for me and so like everything that I wanted as far as like career versus life it was like I could find that balance with PT and so I feel like it's mostly asking yourself about do you want to be a doctor just to like be a doctor and because I feel like a lot of people go into college just being like I want to be pre med because but I want why? to be a doctor like what's your why what specialties have you shadowed that have like drawn you into it and just like put yourself out there more and like just research more to like find the passion that you need behind your schoolwork or like getting through your classes Mm -hmm. and if you find that it's not there you could look into other professions I would (laughs) no I would suggest PT you already have a lot of prereqs I'm sure um so I would suggest PT I would suggest um I don't know speech language pathology would be like I think that's also like a cool like that's only a master's program so it's only two years after um I know it's pretty different than pre-med but it's kind of the same realm if you feel me all right next one I found is I'm in high school, and science is my favorite subject. However, this year, I have a teacher who isn't very good and keeps giving misinformation. Uh, And as we are now doing online learning, she sends us learning objectives, and we just have to learn the content ourselves. Have you ever had a bad teacher, and how have you dealt with it? Oh, boy. Oh, boy, we have. So, one, I think everyone can feel this right now. A lot of teachers that have not done online learning before are really struggling with this transition online. Um, I would say, I think we've talked, I don't know if you watch our vlogs, but... We've talked a lot when we were in physics about how our professor is just not very good. And also, my biostats professor is, like, not the best right now either. So, how we have gone about teaching ourselves, one, we're very lucky that our physics... You know what? I just noticed something. What? Both of our bad professors relied heavily on the book. Like, they would take examples straight from the book. And I know that's not most people, but maybe, hey, if it's a bad professor, maybe it's because they're not like, trying to make their their own own. courses, you know what I mean? And, like, they're just, like, here's this from the book and because I don't care. Like, both of them have used book examples. If you read through the book, like, you're essentially reading their PowerPoints that they do, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would say, um, we are very blessed that we found this physics professor from, like, Utah State that literally did, like, our exact book, like, lessons for our book, so that was really helpful. Um, Khan Academy has been a lifesaver for me for some of this stuff. Um, they have videos on, like, Everything crash course. I think like you said science, so they should have like a ton of stuff for that. As far as the misinformation, I'm not quite sure what exactly she's setting out that you think is like misinformation because I feel like it'd be tough to Hard. like in question theory, your teacher because then it's like what if you're doing an exam? And then, like, you're like, I think this is what they put as the right answer, but, like, the right answer is actually this. Or, like, again, because you didn't provide any examples of, like, what you thought the misinformation was, but I would argue that most science teachers have, like, a PhD in the field that they're teaching. I think she's in high school. (laughs) Oh, she's in high school. Sorry. (laughs) I'm thinking of college Trust me, though, I've thought, like, I've been in a class and been like, are you sure you know you're talking about professor... And I'm like, probably. (laughs) You probably do. Um, Maybe you're just not understanding how they're wording it. Like, that could be where you have miscommunication coming from or where you think they're wrong. I would honestly go so far as to, like, if you're emailing them or, like, I don't know if you can, like, call with them now. But, like, maybe kind of, like, push to be like, so I'm, like, what do you mean by this? Really dig into, like, where you're confused at and either they'll realize that they're making a mistake or hopefully they can clarify what you're not understanding. Yeah. But, as far as teaching yourself. YouTube and the internet is... Your best friend. Yeah. It's Especially it's in high time. school. There should be, like, enough information online with what you're learning in high school. Sometimes I look stuff up that I'm learning in college, and I'm like, there's nothing on this. Like, like it's like, I have one research paper that I'm not going to read. That is, like, yeah. what this slide is about. I remember specifically for something that we just, like, were so confused about in exercise physiology, it had to do with, like, the lungs and stuff, and we were so confused with, like, different blood gla- blood gas levels. And so we were trying to, like, We were like, okay, simple, we'll just look up an answer and like, we'll get it clarified. And I kid you not, the only stuff we could find was legit research articles. And I was like, I'm really at the level now where like, all I can find is research articles. I can't find a straight up answer, which is good, I guess. But it's also like, I just want an answer. Yeah. I was like, this did not help me at all. Okay. Hopefully that helps. Good luck with your online classes. You can do it. We're so close. We're so close, you guys. Um, Okay, this is a short one. Advice on starting a brand or blog slash YouTube slash art in this generation. It seems like everyone is starting a YouTube channel slash Insta blogs, and it was easier back in the day before YouTube and Instagram really became a huge profitable business. Now it really seems harder to advertise or make it. Hmm. So advice on, like, starting your own Yeah, advice on, yeah. This is hard. I think, one, if there was one thing, like, I would go back and tell myself. I guess, like, I don't know. I'm happy with the platform that I've built, but I think that the most successful and, like, the way you can can get the most longevity in your platform is to build your brand around yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you are your brand. That's what everyone does now. Like, no one makes YouTube channels where it's, like, uh... Like, Mac MacBarbie07. Yeah. Like, it's your name, it's you, you're no the one, brand. Exactly. Bye. And, like, we are two. I know, I was just going to say that. So, that, like, brand cemented itself when we were, you know, 13 years, 12 years old. I don't know how old we were and like that's that's what the channel is about obviously you know I can say like oh I could have like you know done so many different things for a YouTube channel but like I also think that that gymnastics and cheer stuff is what got us popular so if I would have just made like some random channel I probably wouldn't have gotten to the level level of success that we did get to but I would say my biggest tip is to build your brand around yourself because I feel like even though we didn't do that with TZ2 like we now have our own Megan and Sierra channel where we Post whatever we want it's just us we show a lot of our personality on it we have this podcast now where we again show a lot of our personality on it and so even though people may have like started or joined us with TC2 we've got a lot of new platforms now where like they can see us like our personalities and like who we are what our interests are in and as cheesy as it sounds I feel like if your goal is to try and create a YouTube channel now where you want to like gain success or Instagram or whatever it is like you have to just be yourself and like find the things that you are interested in that you can share with people that they're going to care about so that they know that they can follow you for those reasons or like they can get information from you for those reasons. Mm -hmm. Um also even if you're just beginning, I feel like this isn't so much now because a lot of people I feel like just intuitively can be like, oh this is what you do to make a good YouTube video or at least like a decent YouTube video. Whereas like back in the day it was like you could make a really bad YouTube video and you're not gonna get any subscribers to do that. So, obviously, just make sure you're putting an effort to the content you're making. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, people aren't going to subscribe, but I feel like people now can be like, they can use their iPhone, vlog, and it'll still be fine. Um, and then also, I'd, I didn't do this at first because I was in high school or middle school when we started doing, doing YouTube, and I kind of didn't want anyone to know about it. Um, so, obviously, I wasn't promoting it anywhere. If people found it that went to school with us, I'd kind of be like, yikes, but yeah, that's we have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas now it's like you, you have to own have to- it and like when you're on like when you post a new video post on your Instagram story being like new video like the people that are following you like to begin with should be the ones like most interested in like hopefully wanting to support you in the first place mm-hmm. And or even like now like so many of my followers like I really have so many more followers that are just like people that have found me on YouTube or otherwise compared to people that like actually know me but still sometimes when I'm like posting pictures or stuff in my story, it's, like, I kind of look at it from the lens of, like, how people that I personally know are going to, like, perceive them, where it's, like, mm-hmm. even I shouldn't be doing that. Like, I should be treating my Instagram, like, it's for my followers, it's for you guys, because, like, that is who my primary I know. audience is. I have is. an issue with that, too, because, like, realistically, I probably only have, like, a couple people, a couple hundred people who follow me that I actually know in real life, and I feel like I tend to cater a lot mm-hmm. towards them, because I'm just, like, well, they're the ones that I actually know, when in reality, a lot of them are people from high yeah, school that I'm never like, gonna see again. Yeah, so... I, guess I need to take my own advice and just like, because sometimes I'd be like, well, I don't want to post like the link to my, you know, podcast because yeah. what if like it annoys people? But I'm well, like, <laughs> well, they're following me and so that's what they're going to get. I know. I think I overthink stuff too with Instagram and all that because I'm just like, well, no one wants to see the story that I'm going to post. Yeah. When, when like, it's literally Instagram, mm-hmm. people want to see stuff. I need to get better about Instagram. I've been doing better, I think, during quarantine and my Instagram. posted a Instagram photo ideas during quarantine video on Megan and Sear if you guys want to check that out. Yeah, it was fun to do. I've watched it multiple times just to catch up with comments and just look at the pictures we did because I thought we did pretty good. Um, Overall, like last finishing thing too is like this is my my number one tip, but it's consistency. Mm -hmm. If you're actually like in it to win it and like you want to do it because genuinely like you have to be like, I want to make YouTube videos. I want to grow a platform. Um, You have to want to do that. And if you're looking at the money first, it's probably not going to go well. Um, but consistency is key. Even if you're like, I'm posting this and it's not getting any views. If you decide, okay, I'm going to stop. And then maybe a month later, you're like, I'm going to try again. Like, that inconsistency is not going to help your algorithm. People want someone that they know that they can come back next week and they're going to have another video. So, um, do that. I think now is a great time to get started with YouTube and other stuff because and like also just got the know, time now. Every time someone asks, like, a relatively successful, like, YouTuber... Most of the time, it's just like, I don't know how it happened. It just mm-hmm. kind of happened. Like we, There's a little bit of luck involved, too. So we can't give you, like, this is how I got, you know, 2 million subscribers. We're close to 2 million, by the way, on TC2. Hopefully I guess just few weeks. try to find your niche, whatever it may be, and hope that people start following you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, next one I have. Advice for going into a first relationship as the oldest sibling. This guy that I have been dating uh, have gone... This guy that I have been dating and I have gotten really close and he hints at wanting a relationship a lot. I really do want a relationship, but I'm the oldest sibling in my family and have never been in a serious relationship like this and I have no idea how to go about it. Like asking for permission, meeting parents, how to act with him Ugh. around and coming over to my house, etc. This makes me laugh. Wait, is she in high school or college? I didn't and catch that. I think high school. Honestly, I can feel this on both levels if it's high school or college. Same. So this is funny okay <laughs> so obviously like megan and i have never had a boyfriend but have you said this before i feel like you might have but there was one time where megan was like kind of talking to this yes. guy you can tell the story i it's didn't actually story. Know if i shared it this like <clears throat> keep in mind we have divorced parents Scarred her <laughs> it did honestly like i feel like this moment sorry dad if you're listening i think he goes in spurts of listening to our podcast but like this made me like just decide okay i'm not dating anyone until college ever and so this was <laughs> let's see was I junior year or sophomore summer before sophomore and junior it was year? summer before my junior year so I had met this kid this kid. there was <laughs> this guy time. in my speech class at the end of my sophomore year and he ended up like I won't get into how I met him whatever <laughs> we started talking and so now it was summer and again, we were like talking, and like he would occasionally be like, "Hey, we should try and hang out." And this was like the first guy that I like had actually started talking to, and like that I liked. And so I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I literally have no idea what to do, how to go about this, because like to my mom and dad, like this has never been something that like me and Sierra do. We never have had like, like guy Haley's friends. Haley's like that we the go one that like with. goes and hangs out with friends. She has boyfriends. She does this and that. Like Haley does. Or, like Megan and like, Sierra don't. Yeah, she has groups of friends. Like some of them are guy friends. Like so it was just like that was normal for Haley and like Haley never had to ask about this stuff like if she had a boyfriend which like I think she only had like two in high school or three in high school I guess but like it was never I don't remember ever it first just being mar- like oh, I have a boyfriend I feel like for her it came on so gradually because it was like they would be friends first and like hanging out in large groups and so our parents would at least like kind of know who she was talking about and so then if it like progressed more into like a relationship it wasn't like that weird or that big of a deal yeah and it just became that um whereas like we were never, like, I was never friends with this guy, and, like, we just, like, had started talking, and he, like, mentioned wanting to hang out, and I was just, like, oh, my gosh, I like, this is um, don't know what to do, so I'm sure this is what you're feeling, because I felt this a lot, and so our parents are divorced, and I think this was a time where it was, like, our dad had us for probably, like, a week at a time or something, so, like, I would have been more comfortable asking my mom, because, like, our mom's more chill and, like, even though I still think it's awkward and uncomfortable, like, our mom would have been like, yes, you can go. Like, you know, she would have been, like, fine with it, um, but, like, he asked if I wanted to hang out, and I feel like I had already, like, given a couple different excuses, like, oh, I'm at my dad's house, like, I can't, or, like, just weird things where You're I'm just, like, like, okay, this is getting ridiculous, where I was, like, I couldn't keep, like, blowing him off, and I liked him, so I was, like, I have to ask, like, what else my like, what else am I supposed to do? Eventually, I have to start dating people, you know what I mean? So, unless you wait to call you don't have to ask for permission, <laughs> well, that's what I ended up doing. Um, and so then it was like, okay, I finally was like, I will ask or whatever. And so I was just like, I literally just like, our dad like was in the kitchen, and I think you already knew that I had, was going to ask him this that, story. Right? is so funny to me, and and it's funny in hindsight, but I'm sure you were mortified. I was mortified, <laughs> and so I had. I was like, Dad, I don't even remember exactly how I worded it, but I was like, Can I go hang out with this guy? I don't know what we were gonna do, but I like was asked I asked him if I could go hang out with this guy, and he was like, um, like how old is he? And I was this is summer, so I was going to be a junior, and so I was like, he's going to be a senior because he was in the grade above me. My dad literally said, That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> and then I was like, I don't think Sweet. I really said anything after that, but I was kind of like, Well, now I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> and so then I was just like Okay, and so he was honestly kind of like, so like, do you think you like have to or like that's so no. weird? And I was like, that honestly never. I was like, never mind. I was like, okay, I won't go. And like, I just wanted to get out of that situation because it was so uncomfortable that I was like, I was probably just like told him like I made up some excuses to like why I couldn't hang out or something. And I was just like, okay, like done moving on. And then later that night, my dad was like, so he must have like reflected and like thought back on what he said. He's like, you know, I could have handled was that like, better. You know, like. I probably, like, said something <laughs> weird, like, just... <laughs> He's like, so if you still wanted to, like, go, you could. <clears throat> and then I just had to be like, no, like, he already, like, had to say no to, because, like, I wasn't like, going to re-respond being like, oh, he actually said I could hang out now. So I just said, like, that the guy I was going to hang out with now, like, something came up for him, too. And so I was like, okay. I'm leaving this whole situation behind. And, and that's that, a fun little story for... I'm just saying, here's that to say that I relate. Um, I would say... Have, like similar experiences of just like being uncomfortable well like, there was one time i still don't even know if this was like a date or not i would say probably not but i was getting lunch page? i think so it, it was i didn't really understand what you had i don't know i, I literally have no idea <laughs> basically i got lunch i never even met this guy really No, we had you were in class with him. We had the same class together. No, I was not in your German class. German four. We had the same class, Megan. It was I was not in his. No. Yes, he was in that class. No. Yes, he was. Anyways, continue on with your story. Okay. Um. So I got lunch with this guy, and we don't know if it was like a date or not. We're not sure. We'll never know. But uh, I texted my mom, and I think it must have been during winter break or something, because like I think my mom was at work, but my stepdad was home. And then she was, like, well, you need to, like, have Jim, like, meet him or something. Which, like, is not a weird request, but I was, like, kind of uncomfortable because I was, like, I don't think this is a date. So I feel weird by being, like, can you, like, come to the front door? I don't know. I just thought it was uncomfortable. But that's, like, my <laughs> experience with that in high school. Um, I will say, I have wondered, like, in college, we like, when... We still haven't figured out. Yeah. We've never dated anyone. I guess you... Well, I had a boyfriend but he didn't meet anyone yeah or did he meet like at the front door or something I guess he met mom once <laughs> <laughs> that was before we dated though okay well I've always wondered, like in college when you start dating someone like when do you say like oh I have a boyfriend like you don't say like you don't I personally don't update my parents I'm like oh I'm talking yeah. to someone or like some people probably do some people do and so it's probably like an easy tran- transition but like I could literally have like gone on a date, and my dad would call and be like, "What's new? Like, what's going on?" And I wouldn't even mention going on a date. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just don't do that. So then it would just like you'd ha- like if I keep doing that, then I'm gonna get, get a, a boyfriend, day. and then I'm gonna be like, "How do I tell my family that I have a boyfriend?" That's how it's gonna work. Yeah, and I feel like that's literally what's gonna happen. And you know what? At or you know, we decided we like. I think we came up with our idea was like, if you get a boyfriend, that's when you bring up, "Hey, I'm like kind of talking yeah. to someone," and then a little bit later, you'd be like, "We are dating." And, like, they'll just, like, it'll be staggered a little bit. Yeah. But they'll, like, it'll make sense to them. And then you'll have your one year, and you'll be like, I thought you started dating in March, not February. And we'll be like, well, we lied a little bit. Yeah. Sorry we don't have any uh, explicit advice for you, but we can relate. I would say, unfortunately, like, it's kind of awkward awkward to introduce someone, but you gotta do it, and it'll be fine. Once you introduce them, you'll all be good. All right, this is another relationship-related one. Um, I've been awkwardly towing the line between just friends and full-on relationship with a guy for about seven months now. He can be really sweet and wholesome, but things are tough because we live three hours apart. We met as coworkers at a summer camp in 2019, and we both were very interested in being more than friends after summer ended. Throughout the fall, we visited each other a couple times, but around November, we stopped talking for a while. In January, we met up at the staff reunion, and he made it clear that he was still interested to be more than friends. Since then, he made plans t- twice to see me. Um, both times he canceled the day before with valid reasons. I told him that to make it work, I need to see him more often. But then COVID nineteen happened. We haven't been communicating well recently, and I'm leaning towards breaking things off. But I think he will have. Or, but I don't think he will be receptive to a friend zone situation, and I'm not ready to say goodbye for good. Hmm, interesting. I would say a lot of people would probably just be like, "Well, if he's not like communicating. Like, cut it off." I kind of feel a little bit differently because... So many people are so quick to be like, oh, he did one thing wrong. Cut him off. He's toxic. I think, like, you're both seeming to, like, enjoy when you do communicate and, like, just kind of, like, taking it for what it is. And, like, with a pandemic going on, I just wouldn't take anything too seriously right now. Like, I don't know if... Did they say they were not talking right now? They said right now... Or, like, let me double check, I guess. I think right now, like, just as of right now, they haven't been, like, on top of communicating. I mean, I would say... One, you could communicate during the pandemic if you want. Like, everyone's bored. just reach out, even. Like, if he hasn't been initiating stuff, just, like, reach out and see if you feel like he's reciprocating any sort of interest in talking to you. If you start to feel like he's not, then maybe at that time, just decide, like, maybe this isn't worth it. But, like, I wouldn't really, like, put too much pressure on it until after this pandemic is over and you can actually physically see each other. But I would just say, like, right now, if you want to talk to him and he wants to talk to you, go for it. I also feel like... The distance thing is hard, but a lot of people do long distance. And, like, you met actually in person over, and like, I would say, a like, whole don't course of the summer, it try it. You know, maybe. Because um, I've always been, like, hardcore, like, no, I'm not going to do long distance. But, like, I feel like you need to have more of, like, a compromise in today's day and age where everyone has their own plans mm-hmm. and places that they need to be, whether it's for school or work. And if you like the person,
1: it can be and make
0: it. things work. And it's usually, like, for, you know, a couple years anyways. Like, the goal with, like, long distance is to always end up, in the same area i'm getting more into like this is not in the realm of what you're asking right now but i say use this time to reach back out if your communication hasn't been great and be like at least on your end be purposeful with your communication knowing that you're trying to see if this can end up going somewhere or not and if you feel like he begins to also start communicating more and you're not just like forcing a conversation on yourself then maybe you'll start feeling like a stronger connection and you'll be like this is something that i want to pursue and then again, if you want to start FaceTiming or whatever, that could help as well if you start getting closer and closer to wanting to be in a relationship, even with all this going on. Um, and that be that would be my advice. All right, I have another one. This next one's kind of long, but I'm just going to read it because I don't think I could summarize this. So basically, I've never dated anyone and I'm 18. I'm pretty shy and introverted, which I feel like you guys can understand. We can. especially how it affects dating. Throughout high school, all my friends had quote-unquote things or dated, but no one ever liked me that I knew of. This didn't stop me from having crushes, and at one point, I liked this guy, and we chatted for a while, and then things sort of filled out, but I still liked him. I later found out he didn't like me back, and he just didn't have the balls to tell me. I found out through a mutual friend. That was fun. Not. So, I left high school with this pretty horrible feeling that no one would ever like me more, as more than a friend, and that if anyone ever did, I would have to go I'd have to go with it, even if they weren't what I was looking for, because I couldn't afford to be picky. That's sad. Don't feel like that. Um, fast forward to the end of year 12, there's there's this one guy who I've been talking to. Previous to getting to know him, I just took him for a random guy, nice enough, but nothing special. We ended up in a class together, and I sort of started to like him, but ended up not because he had bad motivation towards school, etc. I just found it really off-putting that he didn't have... I feel he that. hadn't If people aren't motivated, I'm kind of like, oof. Yeah, he didn't really have any plans... Or a uh, passion for his future in general, so I didn't think much of him. Fast forward again to lockdown, we started texting and getting these vibes that he likes me. He always replies fast and asks questions. Uh, but I'm also very cautious that he doesn't like me and I'll just embarrass myself again. So, now I'm stuck debating what to do. She gave us three options. But three options, sweet of uh, Do nothing and act like they're friends and pretend that she never even considered him as anything more. Two, bring it up via text and ask if he likes me and friends on him if he does or just be super embarrassed if he doesn't three or bring it up face time face to face and she said also i kind of now understand why the first guy didn't know how to tell me he didn't like me it's just such an awkward combo. <laughs> <laughs> so what should she do what was the second choice bring it up and ask if he likes her and then if she like if he says yes she'll be like nah or if he doesn't then she'll be like this is awkward i guess i don't even know if i would like
1: I mean, feel like the biggest question him. is,
0: do you like him? Well, she said, seems like no, because she said she so would friend zone. I wouldn't ask him, because yeah. think you're going to immediately friend zone, friend zone him. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, being friends with the guy. Like, just take it as that. If you feel like he's crossing the line and starting to flirt more, and you're, like, not interested, that's what, that would maybe be a time where I would bring up, like, hey, like, I don't want to lead you on unintentionally. I just want to be friends. Like, Mm it might be awkward even to say that, but it's better than, like, leading someone on and then they get upset about it later. And, like, don't flirt with him if you're not interested. Just, like, be very friendly and platonic. Mm -hmm. But I would not bring it up unless he does. Because then I feel like he'll be like, oh, my God, like, why does she want to know if I like her? Like, does she like me? Yeah. Or maybe he, like, again, was, maybe he was just, like, thinking you were a friend and he was like, well, now I, if you ask that, yeah. So, um, I think let it be if you enjoy talking to him as a friend, let that keep happening and just don't lead him on. And if he brings it up, then you can feel free to say your truth, be whatever honest. that may be. But be honest with yourself and it seems like you know already after having had feelings for him and then like taking those back that you're not interested. So just like don't be blinded by him just like showing that he's interested. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like I know we're all bored in quarantine. Don't like just be like, oh, like this Fun. is my quarantine crush. Is that a thing? All right. This one is also relationship-related, okay? Um, I've liked this guy for about three-ish years now, and we are such, such great friends. We talk all the time. We hang out a lot and just have such a strong friendship. We are both super shy but are so comfortable with each other. There are times where I and my friends are convinced he also likes me, but other times I think it's just the opposite. Now, since being in college a little more, I have matured more about the situation and want to see what your guys' advice would be for me. Should I tell him I like him and possibly make things awkward or have them turn out good, or do I just... Really try to work on getting over him and move on. And if so, do you guys have tips? So, I guess, like, it's kind of similar to the last one. But I always err on the side of romantic movie. Tell him <laughs> that you like him. Which is, like, I don't know if I would follow that a- follow that advice. But I'd be like, go for it. I say go for it. If you're close friends and you have been for three years, Um, I'd say ask. Also, well, I've... I think I, like, read this somewhere. I don't know if it was, like, Reddit or something. But... I've heard people say, like, if you are crushing on someone who's like a nice person, they're not gonna be rude about you having a crush on them. Yeah. Like that's flattering that someone yeah. likes you. And like it may not be reciprocated, but they're not going to like ditch you and leave you just because you said that you like them. And if they do, then you shouldn't be friends anyways. Mm-hmm. It might be a little bit awkward. Yeah, I can't disagree with that, but I think that I think it just would like be something hanging where out in group settings would probably help, like, reduce the awkwardness. I don't know. And I don't feel like people act like it's probably like if you say you like someone, like then you think it'd be uncomfortable to hang out with them again. But it's like it's also not impossible to get rid of a crush. Mm-hmm. Like you can bring those feelings back in and if you know that they're not interested, then you can like put your if effort you, like, once you into at least else. know. Yeah. Then you can be like, okay, we can work away from this. But like if you don't know, them, then there's always like that what if, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna like prolong the crush. Or maybe they do like you back and then happy ending. Yeah. Alright, next one is, I've had my driver's license for almost a year, but I do not drive that much because it gives me such bad anxiety and I completely stress over it. I want to become a confident driver so that I can actually go places and I need need advice on how I can become more comfortable behind the wheel. I low-key relate to this because I wouldn't say I'm, like, a stressful driver, but I think especially when I first started driving, I was kind of anxious and, I'd mostly be like, I want to get to these places, but then I'm going to have to park somewhere, and I didn't like parking. I hate parking. So what I did... And this helped like when we first started driving and I just wasn't great at parking I felt like I needed more practice is we would go places I didn't really have any issue with driving so maybe we can touch on that too if you're more scared of like the actual driving part of driving but me and Sierra would go places and if you're going to Target we would be parking all the way back in like where no cars were and we'd pull through so that when we come back even if cars are parked by us I could just like drive out of the spot so that way it was like I wasn't ever missing out on something like I could always do Mm -hmm. what I wanted to go do. Um, if they had great big parking lots, that was greater, but if they had smaller parking lots, you had to hope that there was a spot that you mm-hmm. could maneuver into, but I would say that for parking. For driving, as- I would say identify what scares you. Is it going on the interstate? Is it narrow roads, one-way traffic, four-way stops? Um, I think for me, when we got up to Iowa City and brought our car up, I think I kind of like got more nervous again because driving in Des Moines, there's not a lot of pedestrian traffic, and... I was like nervous, like Mm -hmm. having to pay attention. Like if you're in a college town, like driving changes when you're in a college town. So I was like, oh my god, like there's a couple one ways that I had to pay pay attention to, and just like there's so many people crossing the street, and like not like like, someone's gonna be crossing the street, yeah, every minute. So that was kind of different, and that kind of stressed me out. But like honestly, the best thing you can do is like get out and practice, and also just like coming up with like routes that you feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. The more you take, like, the same route, then, like, the easier it'll be of you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for example, when we were still in high school and we would, like, drive ourselves from our mom's house to our dad's house, we always would go around rush hour time because that's when we would go to our dad's house. And so there was two ways we could go. One way was, like, we went on the interstate, like, It was, first. like, the faster way. Yeah, and it was, like, slightly faster. And, like, but the issue was that there would be, like, a point where we had to, like, change lanes, like, pretty quickly, like, a couple lanes And it was just, like, during rush hour, like, that was where it got congested on the interstate. And it would stress us out. Yeah, and it stressed us out. So then we were like, okay, let us go onto a different portion of the interstate that will get us there. But we became, like, going that way, we became the ones who were in the lane that stressed us out. Yeah, if that makes sense. But basically, like, it wasn't even, like, that much. It didn't take that much longer, but it was just, like, something that we did to make us feel more comfortable. And, like, I think finding routes that get you where you need to go but you know are more comfortable it might take a little bit longer but if you're you the can, one driving like you're the boss yeah don't worry about anyone else. just make sure you don't hit anyone <laughs> all right this next one is I have sorry I worded that weird I've been struggling with eating for a while now I'm not overweight I don't have an eating disorder and I work out six days a week I eat pretty healthy but I still feel like I eat trash basically my question slash issue that I need advice on is the fact that if I eat something that isn't super healthy, like pancakes, homemade pizza, muffins, etc., I feel super guilty. Even worse is when I eat something truly unhealthy like candy or ice cream. I just want to know how I can find balance with food and what eating healthy is like. I think that you have to work on your relationship with food, it sounds like, because the thing that you said, like muffins, pizza, pancakes, I'm like, that sounds good. Yeah. And like you said, I know you said like it wasn't like the worst thing you could eat, like you feel more bad about candy and stuff, but like you need to just, like, not feel bad in general about mm-hmm. what you're eating. I think, like, there's so much pressure to be, like, I'm eating my, like, my leafy greens. Especially, like my and there are some influencers where, and maybe they genuinely do enjoy eating those diets that they do that are, like, very, I don't know, like, very natural food heavy. And, like, they're good at doing that. But they're also influencers, so they share that. So then you feel kind of bad that you're not eating that. Um, because, trust me, like, my diet it's all over the place. All over the place. And I eat what I consider to be, like, I'm perfectly fine with how I'm eating and how I'm doing. Um, so you just kind of have to, like, remove that comparison. I think, honestly, I would consider homemade pizza, like, if I was making homemade right? pizza versus, like, I ordering tend to pizza, be i barely very, very lenient oh, in healthy. what I consider healthy. Like, I will shout that from the rooftops. If something is remotely healthy, I'm, like, totally fine eating it. My pasta with, like, marinara sauce and broccoli and chicken, beautiful. Yeah. Like, that's healthy to me. I don't think you can, like, put this thing on a pedestal being be like, this is the epitome of health, and you can only eat that ever. Like, it's whatever you can do to, like, have a realistic diet, and as long as you're not, like, we're making... I feel like if you're making your own meals and, like, not doing, like, frozen dinners or at least not all the time, like, just... If you're making a meal and, it's like, probably using pretty, pretty healthy good. ingredients, like, you're probably doing just fine. Um, If you're having, like, a lot of, like, packaged snacks, that's something that's easy to be, like, okay would be what you'd want to like quote unquote avoid but again like don't make it so that you're not eating that stuff or not allowing yourself to eat that stuff um but like I think that's how I break it up as far as like if I'm doing fine versus if I am like getting a little too like junk food if Mm -hmm. that makes sense I think what I tend to try to do is like make most of my dinners and lunches like relatively healthy obviously every once in a while I'm gonna eat pizza or go fast food get bebops that's been such a lifesaver during quarantine guys (laughs) I love it you've only gotten it twice um and then, like, I'll snack on other stuff. Like, you know, we'll have Oreos or something every once in a while. At night, we have popcorn or ice cream probably every night. Or not both, mm-hmm. usually. Um, like, I just think you need to, like, live your life. Enjoy the food that you and want you said to enjoy. And you said doing things. Like, you're working out plenty. You said you're not overweight. It really just seems like an issue with how you have a relationship with food. Something else that I think that makes me more comfortable is that I know I don't personally, like, overeat food. I feel like especially, like in the past year or two, like, I used to snack a lot, I don't feel like I really snack that much anymore, I feel like my body really knows when I'm hungry, when I'm full, and I can, like, be satisfied, so if you're not even, like, if I'm not eating something healthy, I can eat, like, a little bit, and then I'm like, okay, I'm kind of over it, I'm Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to eat more of it now, and then I'm like, so that's fine. Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, we are not professionals by any means, like, if you need to reach out to someone professionally, I don't even know who you'd reach out to, would you reach out to, like, a psychologist or, like, a dietitian? I, I would know. maybe start with a dietitian because that would probably be easier uh, and see if they can help you. But, like, again, I don't know if it needs, like, clinical help. It kind of depends on your – how far I this it like, goes. You have to transform how you're, like, perceiving the foods that you're eating. Mm-hmm. Stop demonizing the food that you're eating. Because, honestly, what you said sounds just fine to me. All right, next one I have. So they said, I low-key have FOMO about internships, especially since a lot of my friends have gotten intern positions um, given how COVID-19 has affected the economy, I don't know how job prospects or internship availability would be looking within the immediate year or two. At any rate, graduating without experience is not really a great look for an engineering student. My chances are kind of shot for landing an internship this summer, but there's always next year, I guess. My question is if you have advice on dealing with FOMO and advice for interviews would be cool too. Thanks. This is certainly like a weird time for all of this. I would say don't worry so much about like Companies are likely going to understand if you didn't have an internship this summer. hmm Like, I think a lot of people's internships I've s- got canceled. Yeah, I was going to say that. I saw some people's—this doesn't seem to be the case for you, but I saw some people saying that, like, if they were seniors and they had um, an internship this summer, they got canceled, but then the company offered them a full-time position in the fall. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So, I don't know. I thought I know. that was interesting. Um, I feel like our transcripts are literally going to have stuff on it saying, like, that this semester— was like the pandemic period so it like has extenuating circumstances um I don't know if other colleges are putting something like that but I think it just goes to show how much what's going on right now is impacting everyone and things aren't ideal for everyone like you might have to remember the people who are applying for internships or jobs in the future like they're gonna have the same issue that you did Mm -hmm. you know if some people do have internships I would guess there's like significantly less people doing internships this summer than in years past because you know, I mean, you can, can maybe, each other. in theory, like, look at if there's positions open for, like, remote internships. Yeah, I don't know if Online that's possible. I'll be honest, I don't have much experience, like, with internships because I never had to, like, have one. But if you're really interested in having one, I think it's just going to require, like, the more research you do, the more effort you put into it and in working on your interview skills, like, that's going to be the person mm-hmm. that's going to get the internship. As far as interview advice, I would say eye contact is key. Um, which speak. I guess would be webcam contact now. Yeah. Speaking confident and clearly. Um, I always have an issue with like trying to talk too fast, but like slow down. Cause one, you don't want to like slur your words, like stumble over what you're saying. Um, and it'll give you like more time to think mm-hmm. also. Hopefully that helped because I don't have much internship experience. So that would be my best advice. But I say like, don't worry too much. You don't worry like about missing stressing. out. Everyone's missing out. Mm-hmm. All right. This one is... I'm a senior now, and I'm trying out for the first time for cheer. I tried out freshman year, <clears throat> but then but then didn't come to the final day of tryouts because I scored a role in a play that I was working toward. I'm worried about, A, joining. I haven't really gotten much practice. And, B, I'm worried that because I have beef slash no tea about some of the members that I'll be excluded. Any tips on how to have a great year next year? Hmm. For cheer. I don't know. What do you think? <clears throat> I feel like I don't know. Me and Sierra chose to not do cheer a senior year, maybe for some of like the same reasons that you're noticing might be issues. But if you're interested in doing cheer because you like cheer, then I would say first and foremost that you should try out and see if you make the team. Um, but just keep in mind that like going along with that, you're also realizing that you're going to be surrounded by these people on a daily basis or however many practices you have and for the whole football season and stuff like that. So if, you think so if you think that it's toxic enough where you don't want to be experiencing that, then I would say reconsider. But honestly, like, it's high school. You're going to be fine. You'll, like, if you want to say that you can look back on high school and, like, say you did cheer when you wanted to despite other people, then I would say do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's all petty high school drama. I think and I was, like, none after of it high school, you. literally none of it matters. Like, yeah. everything when you're in high school, like, you worry about all the people, like, <laughs> you know, the quote-unquote popular people and, like, how you appear to everyone else. I have not talked to people from my high school, like, since I graduated. I barely see them at my university. And this is, like, yeah. a big university that a lot of people from my high school go to. And I swear I don't see, like, anyone. Yeah. If I do, it's, like, I see them walking somewhere and then I don't see them again for, like, three months. Yeah. So. So I would say... Do what you want. Do cheer if you want. Um, be ready to maybe have some like teammates you don't get along with, but not something that we didn't experience, so it'll be fine. Alright, next one. This boy I've known since elementary school reconnected with me last year. We've been talking for a year, but it's like on and off. He says he wants to be with me, but he won't commit. I don't know if I should move on or if I should wait for him to finally commit. We talk all day and at this point we're basically dating, but there's just no label. Every month or so, the talking will slow down and we won't really talk anymore, but we always come back to each other. I feel like he's just playing with my feelings. I will say you are not basically dating if he keeps, like, leaving. (laughs) I feel like at this point, it's time for, you seem to be, like, the more mature one, so I would be, like, straight up and ask, like, what his intentions are. And if he's not, if he's one of the guys that's, like, oh, I just like talking to you, but I don't want to put a label on it because I just don't feel like doing that, I would just say, like, okay, see ya. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if you're interested and, like, I just don't really understand when guys are interested in a girl, but they don't want to put a label on anything yet because that just, to me, like, shows lack of commitment or just kind of, like, being hesitant, and it's not, like, it's that big of a deal to, like, put a label on it. Like, what really changes? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, like, they kind of, like, just get to, like, talk to you when it's convenient, use you when it's convenient, and then they can, like, revert back to, like, their little bubble when they don't feel like it. Like, their bubble of, like, singleness and being mm-hmm. like, well, we weren't dating. So, so we're I'm, not, I'm not down for that, and I don't like that. And, like, yeah, I just think that you feel like we talk all the time. Like, you know, we are dating, but you're not because mm-hmm. he won't mm-hmm. let you. So. Sorry if that's hard to hear, but I stand by that. I hope that you can figure it out or that maybe he'll and realize. Like you should want like, someone who wants to talk yeah. to you. And maybe it ends up being, like, if you do bring it up and he decides, like, okay, I understand this is a joke, it up. To like, time to step it up. Like, that could be the case, too. I'm not saying you should just, like, ditch this guy. I'm saying if he doesn't want to step up and you want him to, then ditch him. Okay. This is going to be our last one, so it's been fun. I think that like this has made me realize that we need to do more advice I know. episodes in the future. Because and we got to share some stories too. So so fun. So hopefully you guys liked it. All right, last one. I'm starting college this fall. I'm planning on attending a university. My first year of college will be all gen eds until I transfer to a different college to major in nursing. If the COVID stuff isn't cooled down by then, I have to start college online. I'm debating on what to do. Option one, my sister asked if I would take a year off, continue to work as a CNA, and just start after this end, after this, then of this year or next year so I don't miss out on my freshman year of college. Option two, I could start classes this fall at a community college so that I don't have to pay as much for tuition for online classes. Option three, I just start this fall at uni no matter what, and just see what happens, I'm leaning towards option three, but I'm curious on what your guys' opinions are. I don't want to pay university prices for a very similar education that I could get from a community college for half the price, but I don't want to be stuck at a community college if we would only have to be online for one semester. I'd love to get the freshman year experience, but I also don't want to set my plans behind a year to do that. This is a tough one, one that I never thought I'd have to answer, because who would have guessed that... Mm -hmm. This pandemic would happen. I've seen. I think Megan just brought up recently how like people are kind of considering like if they should change their plans for the fall or I've not. I've seen more and more people either like in college now and like did they just don't do well in online classes and can't stay motivated for motivated for them, being like maybe I'll take a gap year, a gap semester if classes have to be online. Um, I would say me personally, I'm very much a go with the flow kind of person, so I would probably just end up taking university courses online. I would say like, I don't think I would have the foresight to be like, I'm going to switch to a community college or I'm going to take a gap year. I think a gap year would kind of scare me. Yeah. I feel like just because the pandemic is going on, we can't like push our lives back a year and like put the things that we plan on doing on hold. Sure. Things might not be ideal. Like while we're trying to do them, like classes are going to continue in the fall. If they have to be online, they have to be online. But like classes are going to continue. People have to keep progressing on with their life. So sure. It's a personal choice to you if you want to do that. I mostly, like, I think you should go back to college and not take, like, the gap year to do CNA, but I'm trying to decide on the, like, community college versus, like, university classes. Um, It would be smarter to save money, but I also feel like, and you said you're doing gen eds, so. But I also, like, can't, like, I would honestly probably just do the university. Like, I can't say I would make, like, the smart choice. I feel like coming from you wanting to save money, whereas, like, me and Sierra, I just feel like, we had the scholarship anyway, so maybe I'm, like, blinded by, like, that, too, where we had a scholarship at our school, so it, like, really didn't make a difference as far as, like, if we went to community college or not. Um, I think you'd be making the smarter choice to do community college either for one semester because if we're all online, no one's getting the freshman year college experience. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Maybe you could switch a semester even if things end up being partially online or fully online. Like, that's kind of a good transition period. Um, I don't know how long this is going to be going on for, so... I don't know but I feel like I probably would be a hypocrite here and like I would probably do your normal online college that you're going to go to but I think I would this is college like community college yeah because if you're doing just gen eds and it's not even like you're getting to know the professors that would be in your major at the college like if you're just doing gen ed stuff then you would never see those professors again anyways mm-hmm. and like I really just like to me I wouldn't do a gap year. But again, I don't know, maybe you, like, really want that, like, in-person freshman experience, but then you have to, like, realize it will be with, like, the class behind you if mm-hmm. that's something you're okay with. But also, like, everyone's in the same, ex- like, same boat. None of us wanted to stop in. You and guys like will bond to get More years, Your sophomore college. year will be lit. Yeah. <laughs> like, you will still get college experiences. It just might not be your freshman year. And honestly, like, sometimes people overhype freshman year. I really think it depends on your experience, but, like, you might realize that you're not missing out on that much. Mm-hmm. All right, hopefully that was helpful. I really enjoyed today's episode. It might be one of my favorites. Yeah. Thank you so much for sending in, like, good, detailed stories. I think that that really and made it trusting us with this better information. than our previous advice episode. Um, if you guys enjoyed, make sure you rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts. And make sure you follow us on Instagram.
1: At we also to, have You can follow our personals, too.
0: And that's pretty much it. Oh, my gosh. Me and Sierra ordered new samples for merch. Oh, yeah. Uh, so... Hopefully that can come out soon. We don't fully know when we're getting samples yet because everything's been delayed, but soon. And if we like it, then they can go live. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you or talk to you next Thursday. (laughs) Bye. Bye.